On Hoagie Talk today, joining me are three members from the cabinet from the Virginia Tech Undergraduate Student Senate, Caroline Lohr, the president, Ainsley Cragen, the vice president for issues and policy, and Sam Yuzabishev, vice president for finance. Thank you all for joining me today. Thank you for having Thanks me. For Thank you. Uh, looking forward to this conversation. Uh, we're going to be hitting on a bit about what USS does, projects they're working on, how it impacts students, um, where our VT tuition is going, stuff along those lines. But to start us off, can you guys tell me what USS is and a bit about your positions and how you guys uh, got elected or chosen for your positions? Yeah, for sure. So um, the USS stands for the Undergraduate Student Senate, and we are the student governance representatives uh, for the university. So we uh, house all 30,000 undergrads and our leaders, whether it's director, uh, senators, or cabinet members, will go out and advocate to the university on behalf of um students with issues that they bring to us, um, any questions that they have, you know, finance and stuff, policy, different things with that nature. So, yeah. Definitely. Yeah. So um, I'm Ainsley Craig and I'm the vice president for issues and policy. And my job is to oversee the issues and policy committee where we oversee um, resolutions and policy that come out of the Commission for Undergraduate Student Affairs. We look at them and ensure that they conform with our scope, which is to improve the experience of the undergraduate students at Virginia Tech. We also do a lot of um, issue finding. We'll go out on campus, speak with constituents. It's a lot of advocacy-based work to find out what the undergraduate students at Tech really need. Mm -hmm. So we have a lot of current projects going on, uh, Blacksburg Transit, Gradebook, advising, um, a lot of different things that we're trying to look at to make students' lives better overall. Yeah, I'd love to talk about those. Uh, do you want to introduce yourself, Sam? Yeah, sure. Yeah, my name is Sam Yuzbashev. I'm the Vice President for Finance. And a little bit about what I do is that my job is kind of external and internal of USS. So I guess I'll focus on the external side. So a lot of what I do is allocating and distributing money for all the student orgs on campus. So RSOs, UCSOs, and UC USLPs. And pretty much I'm just ensuring that every club and organization gets their fair share of funding so that they're all supported and they're allowed to you know, fulfill their mission and serve whatever purpose they need to. And also a little bit on the internal side, I manage Hokie Effect. So if you guys saw the shirts in the bookstore, that's a USS program and that's something that we do. So, you know, I'm going to have to plug it, go buy those shirts. <laughs> My name is uh, Caroline Lohr. I should have introduced myself earlier. Sorry, I got excited. Um, and I'm the president of the USS, and it's my job to essentially be uh, the one representative for all 30,000 undergrads. Um, I sit on a lot of different commissions and committees within the university structure. Um, I sit and help co-facilitate a committee on the sexual violence, culture, and climate working group. Um, Ainsley and I also sit on the Freedom of Expression uh, Task Force, and there are like 15 others that I just cannot remember. But um, yeah, essentially just trying to, as Ainsley has said, talk to constituents, see what the overall tone and, um, I don't know, feeling of certain issues mm -hmm. are from the student population. Mm -hmm. And it's my job to ultimately try to project what it is that, that the students are feeling. So. And so I think, I think a cool way of going about this podcast could be kind of um, taking a look into as many of the projects that you guys are working on as we can and kind of just talk about those. Is there a favorite you guys want to start with and kind of tell us about how you guys selected it? Um, I, I'm kind of curious as to how, like, you do select them. Like, does it do students come to you typically and how do they know about USS? And then just talk about the projects you guys work on. 
Absolutely. So um, as vice president for issues and policy, I do my best to follow up with all of our senators. They're required to have two office hours per week. And this is our second year of the Undergraduate Student Senate, and what I've asked them to do is kind of shift from passive uh, advocacy towards active advocacy. So that means instead of sitting in our office and just allowing students to come in, which they can always do, our office is in Squires, uh, Suite 123, but we ask the senators to actually go out into the community, go to dorms, go to different dining halls or places on campus, they can set up tables, and just ask, what do you want changed? That's the way that we get most of the issues. Um, anything that is brought up gets attention. Mm -hmm. We definitely have things that take more precedent when it comes to getting them churned out through the university governance system, but anything that is brought to the Senate, we will most definitely handle, whether that's advocating on a personal basis for students, mm -hmm. because sometimes we do have students come and say, I'm having an issue with a professor, mm -hmm. or I'm worried to go to the dean. Mm -hmm. Then we kind of back them up and help prepare them for those situations. Other times, it's more of a holistic institutional change that we're trying to create. One example of that is uh, Blacksburg Transit. I don't take credit for any of these projects. They are all uh, the senators in the USS, and two of them in the Issues and Policy Committee brought up that the buses at Virginia Tech have just not been making many students happy this year. Mm -hmm. Either not enough stops, or the buses are covering too many neighborhoods in one go, so they get full really fast. So what we did is, because the USS has the power to reach out to constituents in the Blacksburg community, we set up a meeting with the director of Blacksburg Transit, okay. and we asked the candid questions that students had loaded us up with, and we're working on creating a educational campaign to oh. let them know that we found the answers to those questions. Okay. Okay, so reaching out to Blacksburg Transit themselves, which mm -hmm. is not affiliated with tech at all, right? right. They're their own right. thing. They are their own thing. We do encompass 50% of their funding, though, as Virginia Tech, oh, and really? that okay. comes from the student transportation fee. Okay. Oh, I see. Yeah, and so students very much have the right to make to ask questions and, mm -hmm. and make demands or create ideas for Blacksburg Transit because we are a huge part of their customer base, and they've been very, very receptive to that. And that comes to, like, making new routes? Yep, better yep. Routes asking for new routes or just learning more. We've, we've discovered that a big part of the Blacksburg Transit issue that students have seen has been based on um, employment employment status. They're just having trouble filling vacancies at Blacksburg Transit. Okay. They need more mechanics. They need more drivers, mm -hmm. as you can see on all of the bus advertisements. Mm -hmm. um, but they do, they have plans in place to improve those in the future. Whether or not more employees flock to Blacksburg Transit, they're going to have an Is answer. that why they say that they're not able to yes. be as efficient as... Yeah, that really is. That's what it's been thus far. And while we were there, we discussed some upcoming opportunities for Blacksburg Transit. Okay. And that included uh, the multimodal facility, which will be a hub on campus where all buses come through oh. and that'll create that's the construction that's happening over on perry street yep so like where the parking garage is essentially yeah. it's going to be like two big u's uh -huh. and it's going to be like oh, this yeah. constant drop drop in drop off of the buses i think of it like disney world you yeah know disney world has a drop off they have the shuttles yeah. <laughs> yes. yeah. that's exactly yeah it. that's pretty oh, much that's what it's going to be so we were, we were learning about that and talking about it they're going to be doing a student survey which we're going to help facilitate the uss in the spring because okay. um, we have a really good approach to distri distribution just because we have such a wide reach across the student population. When did you guys bring that up with Blacksburg Transit? I feel like it's that a quick was turnaround. two weeks ago. Yeah. Um, the, the conversations began at the beginning of the semester, but we take time in Senate and in the committees to make sure that we're asking the right questions and give students the opportunity to give us questions to ask on their behalf. We really, this is student-driven advocacy. This is not okay. us impressing our own right. ideas. Yeah, absolutely. And with that as well, 
when you're talking about large stakeholders of Blacksburg Transit or, you know, professors, anybody in the university, it changes just hard. It takes time um, and it sucks because if I could go like this and all of the changes would be good, it'd be like my dream day. But <laughs> yeah, but it's it's really helpful when we have we have a lot of other academic projects that we're working on as well. OK, very cool. So, so um, just to clarify, so was did they start building those use um after you guys talked to them, or is that like oh, no. a project no, already? That was already that's right, that been, was already, in, place. That's been in place. I think right? what we lacked yeah. was really updates. We didn't know. We didn't know. Um, okay. We wanted to figure out what was being done now to okay. bridge the gap until the multimodal facility is in place. And Blacksburg Transit was really terrific and receptive. Okay, that. which that's probably the biggest issue that students have had. Where did you guys do the thing um, in Squires? Where you, there, were, I remember. I don't remember if you, you guys, but there was a group that said, "Write your issues on this board." That was but you guys, okay, yeah. that's very cool. Yeah, and so through things like that, where people are passing by, or will set up shop on the drill field and be like, "What do you want better? What do you, what can we do okay. to help? Cool. And how can we advocate?" Like you said, on a personal or more holistic level. Mm-hmm. That's yeah. That's that's huge. That's we great. encourage students to come in and. Not complain, but share their experience. <laughs> and if their experience has been negative, then we're here for it. And if it's been positive, then we're always happy to hear it because we'd like to replicate that experience for others. Mm-hmm. And when people come in with a, a more personal problem, like with a professor, is that, is that like, what? How, how do you guys use talk about? Is that like talking to the professor, or is it? So, so I can speak on this a little bit because yeah. this is something that I've personally experienced with some of my professors as well. Um, A lot of students don't know, and that's one of the things, too, that I'm very fortunate for for my position is that I just know a bunch of stuff. I know all this information, and students don't know what to do when they want to complain about a professor or report a professor um, for inappropriate behavior, um, Title IX discrepancies, anything like that. And a lot of people go straight to the dean, um, but a more... um, a better approach is to go to the associate dean because the associate dean is the one who has that personal relationship with the professors. Mm -hmm. Um, They're the ones that kind of oversee them on just like a very individual level. And um, I would recommend that if anybody does have any grievances to reach out, find out who your associate dean is for your college, and that would be the first person to go to. But it's just informing students about that. It's making those introduction emails of, hi, my name is, you know, Caroline, I'm Mm -hmm. the president. Um, it's been brought to my attention that this student has reached out and nobody has responded or, you know, we're just here to be an advocate for the individuals. The last thing we want to do is speak for people, right. but um, just help create avenues so that way people can can speak for themselves. So. Absolutely. Yeah. And students, we also really value student testimony. Um, mm-hmm. I ingrain in all issues and policy centers that we need to make sure that students are okay with their names being shared or if they prefer to remain mm-hmm. anonymous. But student testimony is the basis on which all of our work is done. Um, so when we're creating resolutions for student experience where we're speaking on the behalf of 30,000 undergrads, we want to actually take quotes from students mm-hmm. and use those. But Caroline and I, I know each individually have had experiences, especially with students having problems regarding Title IX issues, they want to come and they want to be heard and they want to know what their options are without everyone in the world Mm -hmm. knowing about what's going on or even that the conversation is occurring. And we as a cabinet, we don't share those conversations. We just kind of accumulate the resources and prepare ourselves to share those with the students. So would I be like right in saying that uh, USS is in a sense, a facilitator of information for students? Absolutely. More than anything? I call myself the, the hub of resources. Hub like, of resources. Like, okay. my, yeah. my job is, like, quite literally mm-hmm. just giving resources out to people mm-hmm. because I just know a lot of stuff. Because, like, if some random student is going to reach out to Blacksburg Transit and 
they might get some information, but they won't spread it with people and they won't share it. But mm-hmm. I guess you guys will reach out, get a more in-depth conversation and share it with people. Okay, that's very cool. Absolutely. We do. We try to act as a bridge. Really. A bridge, if yeah. that's a bridge to the town and gown, if yeah. that's a bridge to Blacksburg Transit or with administration. Okay. That was a complaint that we heard a lot from students last year was that they felt that there was no transparency with things that the administration mm-hmm. was doing. We're trying to get rid of that. We're trying to absolve that by having open and honest conversations with both sides. I love that. That's mm-hmm. awesome. Um, can we talk about uh, a little bit about tech tuition? Um, yeah, for sure. That divide up public like, <laughs> information. I'd love to hear yeah. some more about that. Yes. So, I guess like our tuition obviously varies out of state in state, yeah. but there's a lot of um, fees that I guess people like don't see when they're like they see like oh. 30000 a year, however much it costs. So really quickly, just to differentiate for everybody, tuition and fees are two yeah. separate things. Really? They're two separate things. So your tuition is ultimately determined by the state government. Um, what CHEV, which oh, Student, Student Council, Council for Higher, Higher Education, Education of Virginia, <laughs> CHEV um, works with the General Assembly, and they ultimately come up with different percentages of what it is that they're going to allocate for um, schools mm-hmm. and that is through um, I think they're called general funds yes it is yeah general. and then the non-general funds are tuition and fees so tuition covers kind of like the academic stuff professor salaries um, just like kind of miscellaneous things and then the fees are what Sam's gonna get into but I just really wanted to differentiate that um, yep that Fees and tuition are two separate things. Okay. What percent of, of uh, the amount students have to pay to the school are tuition, you say, as opposed to fees? <sighs> the exact percentage, like, I, I don't, like, have that off the top yeah. of my head, but like I know that, back. like, tuition is obviously, like, the bulk. So, like, just, like, looking off, like, I have this little chart, yeah. like, total fees, just, so tuition is going to be, like, your is most of the money that you're paying, but mm-hmm. fees like student activity, health fee, athletic fee, the transportation fee, that totals up to $7,333. Wow. And those things too, no, you yeah. cut me off. Is that the, is that the same for in-state and out-of-state? Uh, these, fees are the fees same, are the same. Right, okay. but tuition is right, different. Yeah. Yeah. And so the reason that in-state and out-of-state are so different is because the government doesn't cover any of the costs for out-of-state tuition. So the government, I think, right now is paying, I can't remember what the percentage is. It's in, like, the low 50s, mm-hmm. I think, for um, of in-state tuition fees. So that's okay. why all that jazz. Um, so 7,000 fees. Yeah, so kind of going off to, like, describe where all, like, all this stuff is. So I guess the things that I'll hit on is a student activity fee. And for example, the transportation services fee. Mm-hmm. So the student activity fee is pretty much for the students. Students are paying to support other students. So not really, ty- not really like an insurance type of thing, but it's just kind of a big pool of money where that ends up going through the bursar's office. That comes to SECL student engagement and campus life, mm-hmm. and that's through where me and the appropriations committee, which I chair. That's the money that we allocate back to the students, to all of, all the organizations, UCSOs. RSOs and USLPs to, you know, like I said, promote their mission, make sure they're supported, they feel supported, and they're able to get enough funding. Because a lot of these organizations go to competition to represent Virginia Tech all over the country. So as USS and just as a community, we, we, we want to do our best to support them. And the amount of money is around, we get $800,000 total, and USS Appropriations gets $700,000 and nine dollars 
and graduate budget board, which is like our sister, brother, sister organization gets 91,000. So, so we have $709,000 at the beginning of the year and we pretty much allocate that throughout the year. Organizations can request money through Gobbler Connect and we look at the, look at the request and you know, reference policy and see how we can fund them. So that's, that's a really good point that Sam has brought up, is that we support the UCSOs, the University Chartered Student Organizations at Virginia Tech, and the RSOs, the Registered Student mm-hmm. Organizations, which fall under their umbrellas. Mm-hmm. So, um, so every student organization that yeah. requests for money. Yes, that's that's a big part of the USS that I think we, we sometimes forget mm-hmm. to explain, is that we do fund all of the student extra, extracurricular programs. Yeah. It's just crazy. It's a lot of money. <laughs> yeah, it's a lot of money over 800 around 850 mm-hmm. so it's a big pool of money but it's going to a lot of different places supporting a lot of different hey, a lot can of you say where does the money come from so it comes from the student activity fee so the student activity fee is okay. $127.75 so if you know every student yeah. pays that it's a, it's a huge amount of money that we have to you know give back even though like you might not feel a direct impact if you're in or- if you're in organization you're in a club you know you want to go to a conference yeah. Mo- more likely is that that money is coming from student activity fee and USS University events, concerts, that all really ties back to appropriations. Mm, Mm -hmm. So they are student activities that stem from the fee. We just have to kind (laughs) of drizzle them down from appropriations to the organizations. And you're saying transportation is the other one? I was going to say, going off of that, when you're talking about the other fees for like, um, what is it, the health? Health fee. Health fee, dining, um, the transportation, all of these things are what you would call an auxiliary fund. Mm. And um, what that essentially means is that they receive no money outside of this fee. So people are like, or, uh, for parking, like why are, why are parking people hiding in the bushes? Like to, <laughs> to come ticket you. Um, and I'm not excusing anything, but just explaining that that's the only way that they're generating money. Mm-hmm. Same with dining halls and stuff like that. If you buy a dining plan or a meal or anything like that, that's the only way that they're gonna receive money for that year. So it's kind of unfortunate because it doesn't receive outside support or support from the foundation of the university. It really is uh-huh. just from our fees. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Like for example, just touching on the transportation services fee, like when Ansley was talking about the BT, yeah. that comes straight from these comprehensive fees that are in included in not including the tuition, but like the whole sum yeah. of money that you're the fifty percent the tech sends to yeah. the yeah. yeah. And another thing to point out, too, is that with the health fee, that fee gets split into two mm-hmm. and is split between Cook and Schiffer. Okay. So it's two separate entities, but it's like, I don't even know how much it is. It's uh, $96. Yeah. And so that gets divided into two and then split to both mm-hmm. of those resources as well. So they're auxiliary funds, too. Yeah. Interesting. I sure get my money's worth at Schiffer. <laughs> <laughs> that's good. <laughs> that's that's. Excuse me. That's interesting. That's like a that's that's more than I expected uh, mm-hmm. out of out of the fees, um, as opposed to just tuition itself. I think it sounds like yeah, a higher percentage than I expected. Yeah. Um, very cool. Is there um, probably have time for like one more issue if you guys want to talk about that? Yeah. One, more one more topic. That'd be cool. What cool. do you have a question about? Is there anything that you're just like super interested about or have any questions for us that yeah. we could answer? Well, um, I was kind of curious. Like, um, mostly was was how people people reach out to you. How you guys pick what issues you're talking about. You tell me you like go out 
you take more of an active approach now. Do you want to talk about the elections process? I was going to say, yeah. yeah. So one of the things is since we are kind of a newer organization, um, we have had two elections that have happened in the fall. Mm. And what happened was there are five other Senate, there are five Senates total in the university and they all have their elections in the spring. And so it just kind of off put everybody. So we're now having elections coming up again in the spring. So it's a really quick turnaround period. So um, the elections will now be happening in the spring. Mm -hmm. And when we come back from winter break, applications will be open. So whether it's a Senator role, a director role, um, a cabinet position, anything like that, any student who is an undergrad um, member can can apply and go through the process. Um, Running a campaign is pretty fun. Mm -hmm. It's a little intense um, in some areas, but it's really fun to like see your face on a button or something. So like, (laughs) but yeah. And I I will say that we're working with, um, we have college senators. We have four different types of senators. We have college uh, UCSO senators. We also have Corps of Cadets and then at large. Okay. So our college senators from the College of Liberal Arts and Human Sciences recently met with a dean, which they're required to do once per semester. All college senators have to meet with their dean. With other respect. Yes, okay. and that's to make sure that they are staying true to the core issues and values of the students in that college. What we're looking to do soon is partner the college ambassadors with our college senators so that we can truly unite the, the student driven advocacy and the purposes that they have for um, for making change on campus. So I would say a college senator seat is a really great way to branch out into your college community just mm-hmm. in that department and bring it back to Senate to advocate. Just like we have a lot of College of Science and College of Engineering senators that come in talking about the math emporium mm-hmm. and we have it really the, the issues are, are really varied based on what college students are coming from and then we also have the at-large senators for at-large issues like residential well-being or safety on campus and other um, opportunities just like the the rerouting of the buses which was actually done by college senators yeah no, that's awesome and yeah I, I mean I love that you guys are like a this big information hub um, I feel like again you guys have been telling me like you guys know so much and we're going to many different projects. Um, is this is this stuff like on the website? Like, kind of, I feel like it'd be a really cool thing. To, so it's kind of all over yeah, the place. Yeah. Um, some of this stuff is uh, in other areas within the university. Mm-hmm. So I mean, we're always looking for feedback. So if this is something we need to talk to Mallory about and get it <laughs> up on, we're good to go. Um, but basically, our website is just more focused on us mm-hmm. um, and how we can help undergrads in particular. Um, so going through the description of each of the you know senators, um, what our roles are, our contact information, anything like that, the best way. We also have our email that's open. Yes. Um, yeah. People love to do that. You can DM us on Instagram, anything like that. We're really our, our website currently is set up to help us funnel people in because we're brand new. Yeah. Right. But I do hope that as we develop, we will become the website will be able to become more of a what are we working on right now? Yeah, that'd be and, awesome. yeah. yeah, that's a that's a great idea, and I appreciate that. And we do. Once we get running for maybe this next semester, uh-huh. hopefully we'll be able to get that page yeah. up and no, let people exciting. know what we're actively doing. Yeah, and uh, students are also always welcome to come to our public forum. Yeah, in yeah. Senate meetings. We, Caroline, I'll let you touch on that. We had um, Shred Quarters. They're like the, the skateboarding RSO, and they came and they were talking about how it's Policy Five Thousand Five <laughs> that. Um, it says for like bicycles and transportation that all four wheels of a skateboard must stay on the ground at all times. And it's just like, 
Is so, it any vehicle? Is that the idea? Or is uh, it it's like just, it, it said skateboard specifically okay. in, in the articulation of it, but they came forward and they were like, yeah, we want to be able to like skate on campus, but because of this policy, um, you know, it's really hard to do that yeah. and like being able to reserve spaces and stuff. So I actually sent an email today trying to connect them with the policy author and stuff um, to talk about what that actually means um, and looking at stuff like that. But they came to the public forum and they were like, can y'all help us out? And I'm here for it. So, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Yeah, great. And we, like Carolyn said, we do. We have public forum uh, every other Tuesday. We meet in Colonial Hall and Squires okay. for our general body. Yes, from 630 to 8 um, for our general body Senate meetings. And then that's when the whole shebang is there. Okay. We've got all 100 senators, all of cabinet and all directors. Oh, oh that's not open to... It is open. Oh, it is open. open. Okay. Yeah, you can yeah. come on in. You can sit down and listen. We do have a gallery area. Is Instagram your main, your main way? Yeah, I would say so. Yeah, Instagram. Yeah, um, and then I'll say on my president Instagram, I have like a separate one. All mm -hmm. of like the tuition and stuff, I've made my own little slide charts about mm -hmm. it in my link tree um, with Chev. Uh, there's a PowerPoint that people can go look at to see um, what this like what are the deciding factors for the state to raise or lower the tuition to help pay and stuff like that. So I try to give information out, but. It's just hard because sometimes people don't know the questions to ask to yeah. even find the answers. Um, so, like, we're just we're just a resource hub. <laughs> that's, no, that, that's I, I think that's awesome. And like, part of the reason uh, I started Hokey Talk was to kind of find groups like you guys and like find what people around tech are doing. Like, you guys are doing this really cool thing, and I think you're a super useful and easy resource to 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 have for a lot of students. A lot of students would definitely benefit from knowing yeah. more about you guys and all that. So that's awesome work you guys have been doing um yeah we really enjoyed it thank you so much for having us yeah. thank, thank you, you so much. Yeah, my cool. god this is a highlight of my week i love it <laughs>